everybody, it's your boy J Omega, the Watch the Ambassador, the Cybertron, Don, the Camouflage God, Mr. BX All Day, Mr. Ready Set Go, Hip Hop's Behemoth, Young Heisenberg in the building uh-huh. as well, Daddy Wash Legs, Lil Poppy Ortiz, The Big Blood. You know what time it is when you hear that. Ah. And that's at J Omega SO on every social media network. Your what's going on, beloved? It's your boy Sayer. The Wash got himself the hoodie season representative, banging on my chest, king of the backhanded compliments, all first verse. Sir Sayer, Duke of Worcestershire, dripping in spinal fluid. Spinal! Scotty Peppin, Smackabelly, Smacky Shmira. Robinson, Washtradamus, the bad guy on the podcast, Bully. You guys know you can find me on all the medias that are social at Sayer SO, except for Snap. Pick up your phone for real, delete it. <laughs> You bish. <laughs> you bish. You know me and Cherry P Pussy popping on the podcast cards, <laughs> aka the new mouth shoddy. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Snapchat's Cherry Poppins13. Lady again. <laughs> and this is yeah. the Officially Street Podcast. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Make sure you go to officiallystreet.com for all things street official. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TOS Podcast underscore SO. Like us on the Blood Clot Facebook. My youth. We need more fuel for the light green. At facebook.com slash officially street, you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash TOS podcast. Yeah, I mean, we have exclusive uh, content and merch on there for our Patreons. And remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Castbox. Castbox. Shout out to the 4%. Yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> and any Has other place. Up? What was the other one? No, it's still 4%. One? It might be three now, actually. What was the other one? It was an L. Lu- uh, Luminary. Luminary. I don't know if we're on Luminary though. I, I went to check. Um, but shout out to the Luminary listeners though. Right. Yeah. Might be 0.5%. Uh, any other place you can find a podcast, you can find us. Yeah, yeah I mean. Um, we have a special guest in the building today. Um, mm-hmm. This week on the show, we're happy to have a video producer, platform creator, black culture enthusiast, mm. creator of the web series Sit Black, Relax, host of We Shall Over Chug, Latasha Mercer. Better known as just Latasha. That was Yay. the most exciting intro I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like waiting to see whatever happened. You said Mr. Wash Legs. You said Wash God. You said Cherry P- Pussy Popping on a podcast. I was like, oh my God, let me come up with something. What's up, everybody? It's just Latasha, a.k.a. the sexually by Felicia. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 We didn't have to ask. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, that was so exciting. Oh my God. We appreciate thank that. You. Thank you. And You're thanks for welcome. coming through. Yes. Thank you. Thank we you so much for tolerating us. We always late. <laughs> and I feel it like don't be us. I, it don't, we leave on time. It don't, but I feel like every podcast we have a guest, we're like, thank you. We're late. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. I know that we're in New York and there's traffic. We should leave earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we're wilding. Yeah. <laughs> how you feeling, Latasha? I'm feeling great. Um, do you go by Latasha or Tasha? How, how do you want to be? Latasha. Okay. Latasha's okay. great. Perfect. Okay. Um, when I was younger, I tried to delete the look because I was like, you know, everybody's going to treat me like I'm ghetto. And now, <laughs> you know, you learn things, you grow. So now it's definitely Latasha for sure. I, I can relate to that because mm. um, my name is Lashandra. And um, call me Cherry. Just call me Cherry. But as I'm older, yeah. like, no, it's Chandra. My name's Chandra. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but you're yeah. still cutting it a little bit. Yeah, you're still cutting still, the love. I am, but I, I like the way Chandra sounds. But... <laughs> I can't wait till Kelly come out and say, call me Calendria. That's going to be a powerful <laughs> fucking day. Yo. That yes. day is going to be powerful and I will bow down to yes. her. <laughs> I won't lie. I did do the, you know, um, the Keenan Thompson when he does Steve Harvey. When I saw like her real name, I was just like, Yep. <laughs> so, oh shit, that's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's tough. Have She's you have ready. you seen have you seen Dodge's uh have you heard uh, of Dodge's yo 
You know Dasha? Holy shit. Her name is crazy. <laughs> um, Latasha. <laughs> Where are you originally from? Queens. Queens, New York. What part yeah. of Queens? Originally, I'm from East Elmhurst. I've moved around a bit towards like my adulthood, but originally from East Elmhurst, yeah. They tried to make a gangster once upon a time, called it The Hearst. I was like- <laughs> The Hearst? The Hearst? <laughs> it was so stupid. I've never heard of it to be there. Yeah, it no. was so stupid. I'm like, we don't even have litter on the floor, guys. Can we stop? <laughs> yeah. Just, we're good kids. We're fucking good kids. So what, speaking of that, what was your experience growing up in, in Queens? Two-parent home, very loving, mm. very supporting. Beautiful. Um, you know- we, I was, I was taught to, uh, if somebody hits you, you tell the teacher. Okay. Mm. You know, everybody else was like, no, I'm going to hit you back. I was like, I'm going to go find Miss Johnson. Uh, she'll take care of it. Um, she'll like, this take is, this care is, of this it. This is your water, by the way. I didn't know Thank if you know. You, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm sorry. Sayer brings so the water thirsty. and doesn't tell a guest. Yeah. I won't lie. He, dude, just, he just sets it there and like. You also sabotage yeah. her. What's going on with you, yeah. bro? This is like filled to the brim. Like, wow. Okay. Um, I'm so me. sorry. I don't have anything. Yeah. Thanks, Sayer. Appreciate you. No, good job. Good job. The I'll, engineer I'll, left. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. We have I'll no accept support. it. Now you're dead right. <laughs> I kind of just left. walked in and was and just like, hey, y'all go. What's going like on? the engineer, your sister, the photographer. Who the fuck is here with it? Maybe he left something in the car. No, we're oh, flying blind. Sorry. I'm sorry. You had a two. You had a two parent household. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I was a good kid. I was. I was watching uh, Saved by the Bell when my mom came in. I cried because I failed my math test. She was like, "Get off that damn TV!" <laughs> and then I like went to like AP Calc and was like exempt from math in college and like getting, oh, wow. getting the things and being a leader in college. So, Where, lit. Where'd you go and what did you study? I went to the college in Rochelle, which is like high school part two. It's terrible. Okay. <laughs> um, we did have a lesbian wing. I learned a lot about what women are willing to do for some ass as well. Okay. Mm. Um, and um, it was trash, but it was great years. Okay. Great, great years. I wouldn't recommend that school. <laughs> what did you study? Um, communication arts. Okay. I tried for the first two years to do sciences, like uh, biology, psychology. Um, and then when I found out how much more school was required for mm. me to be a psychiatrist, I was like, I'll just interview mm. people. Can I talk to people instead? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you always wanted to do that? Like in your mind or was there anything else that you wanted to do? I wanted to be a psychiatrist for a long I've had a lot of dreams. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grow up? A singer. I thought I was going to be signed to Cisco's record label. Cisco. Wow. You were just talking about Cisco. I tweet him all the time. He has not tweeted me back. I've been tweeting oh, Teo recently. I'm like, Teo, we still know and miss you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I was going to be, because he had a, a, a group called, oh, I forgot the name. It wasn't Dream. It was somebody else. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I'm going to be his next artist. I'm going to be his solo mm. act. So I was practicing singing and taking lessons and all that. And then Ciara and Chris Brown came out. So I was like, I want to be a dancer. So I started taking dance classes. Mm-hmm. Your parents are um, so supportive. So supportive. But still black because they wanted her off that TV when she was filming. <laughs> turn turn the TV off. Um, and then I wanted to be a model after college. I lost a ton of weight. Um, it was crazy. And then I just picked up interviewing and I started getting into media and kind of stuck with media from there. Dope. So were you a good singer? Or was it just like, a, oh, no, I didn't know. I was I. I definitely can't do what I used to be able to do. Like, when, it's like your voice is a muscle. Like, once mm-hmm. you start working it out, it, like, deteriorates. So I definitely cannot do what um, I, how I used to sing, but... Nah, nah. We be playing on Overchuck, but that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. All right. Um, you also studied uh, film and TV production, correct? 
or something sure. along the New, New York Film Academy, no? I went to mm-hmm. Knife. I did the four-week producer's course. Okay. Okay. So they really knock you in the head with editing, sound, script writing, lighting, uh, blocking, and then they spit you back out. And it's like, you completed the course. How do you feel? And you're like, I don't know what I just did. (laughs) But um, the first day of class, the teacher asked, like, do you guys know what a producer does? And he broke it down. And I mean, producers are the most hardworking person on the film and like the most thankless position, like. The awards go to the writers, the directors, the editing guy, but the producer from start to finish, it was like, it was all they're doing. So when he broke down the list of responsibilities of a producer, I was like, I'm in the wrong class. I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even want to do this. And then I took the course and I was like, shit, I'm a producer. (laughs) I am doing all this stuff. I ended up doing it. So you learned a lot from it? I would say so. I would say so. I had a good time. Learning is always fun. So up. what was it that sparked your interest in like doing entertainment media? And how did you like get like fall into that? <laughs> we have good questions what here at the Adventure Podcast. <laughs> we want to tell what you. What did spark my interest? Um I'm I just feel like I'm impulsive. I'm super impulsive about my passions and what I want to do. So when it was media, I was like I should interview people about their music and like their clothes because like I just feel like there's so much talent in the underground scene, like especially in New York. Mm-hmm. And if you're not popping or vibe don't pick you up, then you're unknown. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be that middle ground for media for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I started Dope Files. That was like 2010. Um, I just started, I literally bought a camera, bought a MacBook, had like one microphone, and I hit up my friend. I was like, can you help me film interviews? I want to talk to you about their fashion. And he was like, okay, okay. <laughs> now, what are some of the questions <laughs> that you would ask like about fashion? About fashion. Yeah. Like, how would you describe your style? And so like, where do you shop? So when you put like, I don't know, it was stupid. It was so dumb. <laughs> it was really stupid. And I'd be out in Union Square, like stopping people. Some people were really flattered. Like they mm-hmm. wanted to be on camera. Some people were like. Like what I are guess you I should doing? De- I guess I should delete those questions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't it was it was so silly but then like the more people I spoke to like the more it grew like it really grew so I was interviewing like a bunch of underground talent but then I started booking like <coughs> celebrity interviews and covering like Mercedes-Benz fashion weeks and the the fashion designers would find my email and request me to be at their shows. How how how, how do you get these gigs? Cuz you just you just kind of jumped ahead like Bro, oh, all no, of a sudden that was covering Mercedes-Benz it fashion. It literally was like that. How it you, literally how was do like you get that. that. You, you know, reach out to somebody, do you just know somebody that's like, "Hey, I think this would be a good opportunity." How you you don't just show up. I'm not showing up. The partner that I started with, um, I think he was working for a label at the time. And he knew someone who was doing like a holiday event. And it was Trey Songs, Sean Kingston, and somebody else I'm not remembering. Mm. Um, so those are my first celebrity interviews. Um, don't ever look, Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever look it's Trey Songs in his eyes. Don't oh. ever look. You're going to get lost. Really? You're going to get lost. It's, they're I will want him to be my baby dad. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Surprise, he only has one child. He has great birth control, whatever he's using. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so there are three men in the room that are feeling. <laughs> Inadequate right now. Like I don't know. I know why. I know why. So do I. His eyes are different. Um, So like that was a hookup. But I guess once I got those interviews, it just kind of 
snowball kind of thing? Yeah. Like, I can't even remember. But it was also a matter of believing that there are no limits. And I think that's something that's really hard to, like, really internalize. Like, you might feel like, oh, okay, like, I just have my podcast or I just have my show or I I'm, I'm only have this many followers. Mm-hmm. And we start to create these limits in ourselves. Like, social media was still kind of popping. Definitely not the way that it is now. But I just, like walked into these spaces and people were like, yeah, you can interview Pharrell. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Like it was, it was. When did you ask him? Two oh. questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that night was the launch of his cream liqueur. He had like vanilla and strawberry flavors and it was at the New York public library. Mm-hmm. Um, and the publicist was very like short on time. They were like, everybody here gets one question with Pharrell and you have to move. Mm. So he comes up to me. And I think I asked him some fluffer question at first. And I was just like, so how are you like feeling? Like something stupid. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then the second question, which I stole because I'm like, you're not taking my time. I was like, um, so what does Pharrell's <laughs> cream taste like? Oh. And that was the one. Yeah. That was the big question. That, like okay. people tuned in for that. Oh, <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. So that's that's on my Twitter now if you guys want to see. And people are like, wow, Pharrell wanted you. I was like, no, he did not. <laughs> His wife was very much there. He did not want me. <laughs> but it was a nice moment. Dope. Can you tell us about the genesis of Aurora TV? I feel like I've come full circle. Because Aurora TV has the same heart that Dope Files did nine years ago. And it's to support the indie black film creative. So whoever has a web series, whoever has a short film um, could be on my platform. Because I just think if you're not going to events, if you're not going to panels, if you're not going to screenings, if you don't physically know people, you would have to search and find all these different web series and all these various places. So if we can all just put them in one spot. Um, that's what Aurora TV serves. So there's currently seven shows on the network? Oh, I didn't count, but I believe there's more. I counted. Is there... <laughs> there's, there's, I have way more than seven. There's, Are you counting web series or shorts? I only see seven on the, on the YouTube, so... Oh, you're on YouTube. AuroraTV.com is where you can find okay. all the web series. And shows. I was like, right. seven? Don't, okay. don't okay. do so that. There's, more. Is there, there's no cap on the amount of shows that could be on the network? No. What is it that gets you to re- do you reach out to these um creators or do they both. reach out to yeah, you both. okay so in in a case that uh someone reaches out to you what's something that attracts you quality okay it has to physically visually be beautiful and have great quality um the sound has to be good some of the web series and i know we're all working with within budget limits and all of that um but sometimes the sound you can hear all the room noise or they're on the street and it's very distracting or the dialogue can't be picked up. So I can't put it on the platform like that. And then a great and interesting story. So do you produce all of these shows or oh. only just sit black, relax and we shall over Chuck? Um, mine are the two seasons of sit black and relax and we shall over Chuck, which is the flagship show for Aurora TV. Everybody else I did not produce. I didn't have anything to do with their short films or web series, but I'm airing it so we can share the platform. I like it. Oh, oh. Um, so since we were just speaking about it, um, can you tell us more about sit black and relax? And also while we're here, we shall over Chuck. Yeah, so Sit Black and Relax, I'm super proud of. That was the first narrative I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been twice awarded. I won Best Episodic Writer and Best Episodic Director last oh, year. Me. 
Yeah, season one is streaming on Amazon Prime, which is super cool. That's dope. And then um, season two, I kept for myself because um, it's really cute. It's on our TV. <laughs> and I am also, I have a YouTube vlog as well. So I was doing a comedic take on racism on my YouTube vlog. And I was like, I want to do something like bigger. Like I want to say my message in a in a bigger way. And so that's what launched it, Black and Relax season one. Um, and I was like obsessed with racism because it was just like, mm-hmm. it was just daunting. The stories of Trayvon Martin and, and yeah. Mike Brown and all, like, all the all mm-hmm. the bodies, all the names piling up, all the hashtags. And I was just angry. But I was like, I still want to entertain. I don't want to just be like screaming at my camera. So mm-hmm. I uh, did sit Black and Relax just so I can be like an air horn to what we would like to tell white people. This is what I want to say to you. Um, so that's what that was. But Sit Black and Relax season two is actually not like a second season per se. It's more like a retelling of season one because I was like, can I decentralize white people and whiteness? Like they're not that important. What do mm, black people okay. go through and what do they, how do they live their lives? And how does a black young woman live her life if she's a New York City transplant? So that's what that was. Would you compare it more to, I'm talking about season two of Sit Black Relax. <clears throat> Would you compare it more to like uh, True Detective? I don't know if you know what True Detective I don't, I've is. I've never seen it. So it's a show where each season is very different. It covers a story. Like American Horror Story. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Exactly. So would you compare it to that or would you compare it to a show like, did you watch You? Watch Who? You. Sorry. The show You on Netflix. Yes. All right. So you know how. <laughs> you. you didn't say that kind of fact. <laughs> I'm, did you I'm watch sorry. You? Did you watch You? Did you watch You? I've been drinking, smoking, and everything else. So, oh my God. So. You know how in you there were certain episodes where it was from the guy's perspective, and then the next episode would be like from the girl. Would you consider season two of Sit Black Relax like that, or like American Horror Story where they didn't have anything to do with each other? Or would you say, hey, the first season was from a you know a black person's perspective, and then the second season was from like a white a white person's perspective? None of that, okay. respectfully. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I like um, it. Um, I just... Thank you for going off, though. <laughs> yeah, those, I mean, it was a great <laughs> no, because... question. <laughs> yeah, because she said it was no, different, you. coming from a different right. perspective, so I want to know. Um, I've just grown uh, as a person and as a writer, and so I didn't want, like, a white, like, supporting lead or a co-star, um, and I was like, how do I fire this girl? Mm. And, but I love my lead actress shout out to Shakira DeMessier she's based in Atlanta now she is incredible um, so she was definitely down and I also opened up the space to have more directors so I directed two episodes there's five total uh, Shakira DeMessier directed two episodes and then Anna Sui who, ch- who is like an incredible comedic actress she's so talented she's actually on a ton of shows that you guys have seen mm. um, Asian amazing <laughs> she directed <laughs> one episode um, so just to kind of share that space and let people lead a little bit and just to show like how I could retell the story with like new information for myself. That's kind of how I did it. Got you. That's dope. So you're, you're able to find humor in like uncomfortable situations. How, how did you come about to be that way? Cause racism is real dumb. Racism <laughs> is really stupid. Like you have to actually be stupid to be racist. And so, I don't know. They're just white people are really stupid. I don't, I don't. Um, and if we can like terrible things happen to black people. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think we are one of the most creative people when it comes to dealing with our pain. So I mm-hmm. think that's also just a part of it. But 
To know that white people would shoot themselves in the foot in order to feel superior for being white. Like, y'all are not taking baths, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you Nigga, think did you're you better see than that? Me. They're not washing their legs, man. That shit is crazy. Yo, they said they're a leg washer like it's a bad thing. I was just like, yeah, nigga, you yeah. can call me that if you want because yeah. uh, at least I know my shit's clean. Right. <laughs> like, they bring disease. They, mm. they steal yeah. everything. I went to the Native American Museum in D.C. and like... Native Americans invented, like, with black people, invented everything. Invented mm-hmm. every, And leave it to white people's history, they will tell you that they actually invented everything. Like, y'all wasn't even using soap. Like, right. don't tell me nothing. Like, don't. Yeah, well, like, it was the slave, like, back in the day, it was the slave's job to bathe their owners, too. And, yeah. like, they, we, we showed them how to be cleanly. It's, it's crazy. That's it's really why. crazy. So I find those, like, really ridiculous, odd, stupid moments. And I think what's worse than racist are, like, white liberals who think they're on your side. when they're <laughs> actually very racist as well. And, like, you can't tell... Well, you can tell them that they're racist, but they don't get it. Like, they're mm. just like, well, I love niggers, too, so I don't understand what the problem <laughs> is. And it's just like, but you don't... You just, you just call yeah, me. Yeah, that was a hard ER. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you can't... I have a question. How would you... Um, how would you approach... Or how would you have the conversation with someone who is cultural appropriating but does not think so? Oh, I've had those conversations. Um, one of my old coworkers was this hood Albanian, and mm. he would walk mm. in, nigga, 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 this, nigga, mm. that, nigga, this. And I was like, what are you saying? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what is that? He's like, well, what am I supposed to say? Or do I say, like, side bro? No, I have to say, like, side nigga. Like, well, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm like, you're not from Brooklyn because that mm-hmm. accent told me so. Right. Mm-hmm. From somewhere in Europe. Um, and, but it's going in circles. It's like, they're Mm -hmm. defensive. They want to say niggas so bad. Mm -hmm. They're down. They sag their pants and they want to date me. So it's just like, (laughs) how do you, I don't know how to wrap this up for you. Like, I can't. That's really but tough. About, be your but like, or like, what about women? Like, there are white women who like get the braids in their hair and they use black products or like only date black men, which I feel like that's, I, me personally, I feel like you have a preference when it comes to All of it, all of it is really tough. Yeah. But I feel like, or the type of language that you use, is like, how do you have that conversation to let somebody know that it's like, hey, I understand, like, you think you're on our side, or like, you, um, I don't know, like, you help on the community, or whatever it is that you do to make up for your appropriation. My problem back in the day was trying to be likable. Like, okay. I still want to be this white person's friend, so let me try to color their feelings and tell them nicely, like, hey, mm-hmm. like, you're stepping on, like, my entire race. Hey, girl, you know, mm-hmm. I don't mean it like that, but you're, like, hurting us. <laughs> um, I don't want to, like, I don't, I don't, and it doesn't help because, like, they'll victimize themselves and it goes to right. white tears and then it's like, I'll threaten to call the cops. Like, they run through their whole routine. <laughs> they have, like, a yeah. system. It's like no, a you're, step-by-step you're step process. Right. And we've been trained as black people to, like, coddle their feelings and make mm-hmm. sure they're okay while they're being racist. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to detach from that. And I'm I'm becoming okay with, you know, some pe- everybody ain't gonna like you. And that's, right. and that's fine. You'll still live. So I think if we say it, we'll say it however we want to say it. Like, okay. instead of being like, you shouldn't, like, lay down your baby hairs because it's like a black girl thing. You say, you look really done with those baby hairs on right. like you know your edges are straight that looks right. really stupid and see what happens from there i want to have a longer conversation about this with you later <laughs> we won't do it now um but i do want to have it and remind me because i'm gonna forget so i'm gonna forget somebody else i, I want to talk about this yeah, listen, I, I, I really want to go deeper into this but we don't have the time right now here's yeah. the fucked up thing we both have horrible memory like yeah. The water there. I was just like, y'all, we can't keep it in the car. Let me make sure we put it like a refrigerator. I was like, but Jay, before None we leave, make that, sure nigga. that I take it. And he goes, nigga, do you know who you're telling this yeah. to? And we told like, Chad, did you remind him? 
Um, I actually remembered. Like I stood up. I was like, like oh, I was, it was coming out of water. my mouth, and he remembered. Yeah. I had to remind him in five minutes to text someone <laughs> yeah. twice. Like yeah. I'm sitting in the back seat looking at his phone, and he's like on Twitter. I'm like, can you text them now, please? I'm hey, what do you say each time? He goes, Oh damn, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to text you, or I wanted to reach out to you earlier because I'm like, I'm probably gonna need to exchange numbers with her because if we're late. You're not on Twitter. You're not like I, I don't know what she's gonna get first. I sent you like seven DMs and an email. So Sorry, so I, I apologize, <laughs> but I'm like I don't know what she's gonna see first. But anyway, um, in the 2016 interview with Rosewater Magazine, you mentioned that you had a web series stolen. Can you talk about that a little bit more in depth? What happened? Um, what did you learn from it, and why? I learned that all skin folk ain't kin folk. <laughs> I interviewed a ton of DPs to film my web series and I picked the black guy because he's black and like he will get it and like I should give opportunities to black people first. And um, to be fair, um, this is not confirmed, but my hunch, my suspicion is that he actually did have like a learning disability. Okay. And so mm. there were plenty of times where I just didn't understand like his reasoning or his logic or um, just... We just weren't communicating. Like, we weren't having the same conversation. It was very odd to me because I just couldn't wrap my mind around what the disconnect was. So we had all agreed that it was going to be a passion project. Uh, we would all just give our talents and time to sit back and relax and just make something really fucking cool. Um, and one shoot was canceled because the apartment that we were going to use got flooded. I mean, the walls were torn up. The ceiling was caving in. The floor was nasty. And my friend called me panicking like 5 a.m. Like, I'm so sorry, but you can't use my apartment today. Everything's wrong. Everything's terrible. Mm -hmm. Okay. I called everybody. And I was like, did I get everybody? <laughs> and I'm about to go back to sleep and I'm laying down. I'm like, I feel like we forgetting one person. There's one person. I'm like, no, no. Going through the list. I'm like, no, that was everybody, right? That was everybody. It was not everybody. I woke up at 11 a.m. My phone was blown up, mm. and I, of course, I forgot to text the DP not to come all the way to the city mm. from Long Island. He's traveling with his equipment, mm. and he's sitting in my friend's house like, are you coming? Like, what is happening? And I'm mm. like waking up, and I'm like, I am so sorry. Mm. Wow. So as an apology, I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to like count my losses. I'll give you 100 bucks, but let me give you 50 the following shoot day. Mm. After that, I'll give you the next 50. He thought that meant 50 a day, 50 a shoot day moving forward. Oh. So as far as he was concerned, week three and four, he wasn't being paid. Okay. So we had a shoot day. Um, and I think he calls me maybe an hour before the shoot. I have my actors already coming out. I have my location books, mm. everything set. Um, he's like, well, I'm not coming because I'm not being paid. I'm like, you're telling me right now <laughs> you could have <laughs> called me this morning, mm. but I guess it was payback from whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I told you I would give you a hundred, so you got $50 twice. Mm -hmm. That's $100. Mm -hmm. right. And he's like, no, you're supposed to be paying me 50 a week. So we went back and forth. Um, and I also was allowing him to leave with my footage and trusting that he'll send it to me, mm -hmm. quote unquote, later. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so also as a, as a punishment for me, he kept my footage. And so I lost weeks worth of work. Okay. So when you say stolen, because this, this is what I wanted to get to. When I first read stolen, I thought to myself, like, did he take the idea? Mm. But what he did was he kept it from you. He kept the physical web series, the footage, yeah, all on you. his hard drive. And he was mm. kind of sending me like these blacked out coded pieces that needed to be converted into like usable footage. Oh, wow. Um, and he was actually sending me footage from his terrible short film the entire time. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? It's not my series. It was just your shit. 
shit. <laughs> it was terrible. And so I had to apologize to my lead who had been working with us for like two months at this point mm. and like get another guy. And I was just trying to salvage the entire process. And the new DP was like, well, I don't want my footage with this guy's footage because yeah. this is my yeah. work We have to do now. this all over. Yeah. The entire fucking thing over. Oh. So like I was like super nice to my crew and my staff and I bought them exuberant lunches. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I am so sorry. But everyone was like, everyone was down. So that was like, that was such a lesson. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot, man. Yeah. yeah my crazy. DP is like this incredible Lou Blackman. He's this incredible Ecuadorian little guy. <laughs> we are like, we are like so cool. Like we make a ton of projects together and write and write together. So it's cool. Cool. Dope, dope. All right. Kind of going back to what we spoke about earlier, you know, you've interviewed a bunch of people. Red Carpets, other events, you said Pharrell, Trey Song, so on and so forth. Um, who was like most interesting person that you interviewed and like maybe even like a favorite? A favorite person mm-hmm. I interviewed? Mm-hmm. Or the most interesting? <laughs> or the most interesting. You whatever. guys! You guys, I thought you favorite. <laughs> you didn't interview um, us yet. We're waiting. <laughs> they're, they're waiting to get over Chuck. Um, <laughs> We're on the wait list. Dang, I think from. Oh God! Everyone's gonna kill me. All right, it's between it's between two. It's either uh, Dustin and Asante from the Friend Zone and slash or Mandy from Horrible Decisions. They are just like lively and and funny and crazy, but still like follow the segments of the show. Like they don't bombard the show mm-hmm. with like their own thing. Um, and they're just like off the cuff, funny, super huge personalities. So I love that. Oh. Okay, shout out to them. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the progression of women of color securing lead roles in, in films or series? Oh, you getting deep, Charlie? Shit! Producing and directing films. Like, how do you think that it's like our representation is going to be over the next like five, ten years? <laughs> we ask good questions. Let <laughs> me put my thinking cap on. Y'all done got me after I filmed the overchug. Oh shit! Oh man. Uh, let's see. No, I think um, black women are taking over for the nine nine and the two thousand. Like we're like becoming like unstoppable, hyper visible, um, and I think we're inspiring other races to like join the game and. And letting them know like we're not going to carry your baton for you. Mm-hmm. If you're Asian, get in there yourself. Shout out to <laughs> Ali Wong is doing it. Um, Gina Rodriguez is trying. She's fumbling along the way, but she's trying. Okay. Um, and I think five, ten years, it's going to be like women Tyler Perry's like own production studios, okay. own production companies, um, launching if, a bunch of our own platforms. If you could, any of, of the people who are out right now, who could you pinpoint to be on that Tyler Perry level? Like their own production house. Like Issa Rae? Issa will definitely have her own production house. Um, I don't... Like Lena Waithe is dope, but I think she's like really in her writing bag. I think she okay. might be fine there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, from from Jump, Issa Rae has been like the creator. Like mm-hmm. she makes these platforms. She makes these incredible opportunities. But she's going into her acting bag now. So mm-hmm. that'll be a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a ton of... There's a ton of I think Ava would probably own a own a platform at some point as well, um, but yeah, they're and they're open, and they're keeping the doors open for other Black women, which yeah. is super important. Something like that. So, what's next for you? So, in 2019, what are some goals maybe that you had in 2018? You setting up your 2019. What are some goals that you had for yourself, and where are you in respect to those goals? 
My only thing was to find another me, meaning there's people who have wanted to work with me and like offered like their services, but I don't need people to follow me. I need people to like be like me, like look for opportunity and everything, be collaborative, find find events. Like I need, I need somebody that's going to like think and move and move with me you forward. You need multiple use. Yes. Move with me forward. Um, and right now I just want to be collaborative. I want Aurora TV to just have like events and like be physically engaging with like our fan base and, and our following. Um, that's just been something. Cause I'm, I could be on digital all day and I'm like, okay, we need to go outside. So, um, another goal of mine has been to do more public speaking. So soon as I said it, people have been like hiring me to like host their events and host their screenings and stuff. So that's like, I feels like a new venture for me. I haven't really done like live shows in a very long time. Um, and yeah, just continue to acquire more content and support black people. I, I always wonder, like I see people, you know, people like Julius and Mouse, so on and so forth. Like they're always jumping into different things. Is there ever like nerve wracking for you? Like if you're doing something like hosting an event, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're just thrown into it. Like were you comfortable doing it or? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Hell, like settings like this is like super cool. But like mm. actual people looking at me, nah. that's a whole other thing only because i had a stint in stand-up comedy so i'm still trying to shake that stain off of me wait a minute i didn't find this yeah you ain't gonna find it (laughs) talk about it you ain't gonna find it it was terrible that was it period wow Um, like you weren't good or we've had two comedians on the show you could be the third no okay (laughs) i was not good i was not good um i'm used to preparing i'm used to presenting a prepared package like if i record something and do something it'll be edited it'll be pushed it'll be It'll be nice. It's already doing, put together. It's already put together. Doing stand-up and it sucks and people are looking at you like, like okay, mm-hmm. is she going to get off the stage soon? Yeah, there's like, no editing mm-hmm. that. You're in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're failing live. What was your best joke that worked? I don't think I had one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you just I went got up there on and stage just and I was like, can I say vagina? Huh? People were like, <laughs> it <laughs> was really stupid. Shit? She was like, I'm Latasha Mercer. <laughs> But you could call me just Latasha. <laughs> this guy stinks. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to a, a stand like an open mic night? Um, yes, one. And actually, uh-huh. I went to Gotham Comedy Club, okay. the one downstairs, mm-hmm. and there were some funny people. I don't. Other than that, it's a cool like date date night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's cool, but I've only been to one. Have you been? I've been to like. One and it was like a hood spot. It was like, yo, my nigga's funny, and I was just like, I ain't doing shit this weekend. <laughs> the nigga was kind of funny, but I, like, I was also uncomfortable in there. I'm also ashamed to say who I've gone to see, though. No, now you have to say it. Well, who? now we're waiting. Who are you going to see? Come on now. Come on, Mr. Quaaludes himself. Mr. Quaaludes. Oh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Oh, this was wow. this was back before, in the day. Nigga, you was, was one years old. I was wild young when I went to see this nigga, and I was just like. Right, it, was, it was funny. You like I said, one year's plural. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what I do want to say, though, because we have this platform, is we did get to see uh, PDD Abreu, yeah, um, yeah, PD's yeah. Jokes. He was on the Talking Shit podcast live. He was very funny. And he was funny. So I actually feel like we sat there and we saw some stand-up comedy then. Okay. So I, shout out to him, because that I was went, dope. When I was in Texas last week, two weeks ago, whatever, I went to my first open mic night. And those people sucked. 
And, <laughs> and it's bad and to then, watch and bad then get, comedy. And then they get mad. Like, yeah. You're not laughing. They're like, fuck this. Yeah. And they just get off the stage. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah like, it was, it was, and then that was the funny part. And then it was just. It was Cherry, like, you're yeah. funny as hell because you introduce shit like it's about to be popping. You're like, yo, I read Michelle Obama's book and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, I, was, I didn't think it was going to go there. I saw some stand up comedy and they all trash. stunk. But it's, no. it's, it's a monster yeah. that that craft is really, really a monster. And yeah. you're not going to know if your material is good until you fail in front of people. And that's just not my jig. <laughs> what made you want to do stand-up comedy? And then I have a follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come Yo, on, that's son. That's I that's that's that. That. <laughs> Yo. Oh, that was mine. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I wish y'all could see this, man. Some of y'all on the Patreon might be able to see her face. She said, I wasn't. I was never into it. I made a fucking vision board. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can do this. I want to be like two dope queens. I want to be like Schumer. I want to like take over and be like out there and do like clubs. And I'm like... No, we don't. <laughs> we're not going to know that until, yeah. yeah. But I mean, did, so after that didn't work, did you ever think, well, let me be an Instagram comedian? Because I feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of, you, she looks you even write more disgusted, actually. <laughs> you know why? Because what I make, my content is authentic. Okay. And if I'm funny being authentic, yeah. that's fine. But if I get on Instagram trying to like perform and yeah. be this caricature, like I'm not down with that. I have thought about it, but I'm like, I it's don't want to be pressured are. to be on the phone and be like, so what I tell him today? Like, mm-hmm. I, that's just <laughs> I don't not think me. that's funny. I don't think, it's, I don't I think, watch I mean, Instagram there, comedians. There's a lane for them, there's but I some, think they, yeah. they're super so, Some creative. of them are funny, but only but so many times. Yeah. There becomes a point where it's like, all right, this is repetitive now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to do any names, but four or five Instagram comedians that I follow, it's like, when I don't see them after a long time, and, mm-hmm. then, they, and then I run into them, it's like, oh, this is funny. But if I see a post from them every day, it's like, all right, yeah. you kind of and that. But that's a demand for social media. Like they have to post every no, day. No, and I get yeah. that, yeah. and yeah. I get that. And but I'm just talking about me as a consumer. Yeah. Once I've gotten your con, it's only thirty seconds to right. a minute. Once I've gotten your thirty seconds to a minute content, I know your flow. And if I see it every single day, it's like, all right, well, it's not yeah. that funny anymore. It might be funny to somebody else because they're that's the first video they've seen. But mm-hmm. I need a little bit of time in between. And okay. I think it's really hard to keep people's attention span for one minute. Like in yeah. that, like media, when you're in a constant scroll, and I could choose literally anyone else, mm-hmm. keeping somebody to watch your video for a full minute, that's really difficult. It's very important yeah. to choose the clip that you um, make for your, what is it called? The thumbnail. The thumbnail. Oh, yeah, 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 that's important. Cause yeah. Why the hell is that called a thumbnail? No idea. <laughs> my thumbnail is ratchet. So I, <laughs> like my literal thumbnail, not appeasing to the he's, eyes. He's so I don't know. <laughs> you I'm just sorry. said something like really interesting. You said that, well, it's not really interesting, but you know that <laughs> the Instagram. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. We're sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. You're literally the most boring person we've interviewed, but I'm going to ask no. you this question. She said it wasn't interesting. You said <laughs> that the Instagram comedians, they have to post. I kind of feel like if you are creating, you have to post all the time. I've heard mixed things mm, about that. Yeah, like I feel like you have to be seen. You like you can't be forgettable because you can, but you can also be oversaturated. Yes. Yeah, like that there was too. a time where I was like, I'm, I'll do a YouTube video every day, and like I was working on it. How? The and then I was like, Why that? am I doing this? 
Huh? How did you do that? It was difficult only because my computer is 10 years old. Right. <laughs> and so she's slow as hell. Pearl, mm-hmm. That's Gertrude. She be trying. <laughs> Shout out to Gertrude. Like, Gertrude, she be really pumping out the videos when I ask, but like she, she cannot mm-hmm. handle a video every day. Like the things that I could be spending my time on. Like, right. And I don't want to use YouTube like that. So I'm posting on YouTube twice a week. Okay. Um, But yeah, it wasn't. Some videos are super short. Sometimes I go live to like mm-hmm. help it a little bit, but. I don't want to oversaturate. Like mm-hmm. I realize that people watch more when I'm there less because it's like you make them like savor it. You savor right. the moment. If I'm there every day, I'd be like, I'll That's watch a okay. video yeah, like next week. Later. And then yeah. by the time if I record on Monday and it's Thursday, my video was already old from Monday. Right. So I'm like stepping on my own, stepping okay. on my own toes. I won't. Lie. I kind of used to go through that. Like I had an old ass computer and it's like you know I was making beats. Mm-hmm. It's like they'll be like. You know, rendering, and I just be like caressing her, like it's alright, just go ahead. Take you had a fan right. breathing, right. yeah. You had a kick it. This was like, oh, we gotta work that. And I'm just, I'm just be there caressing the sound. Like, it's alright, baby, it's good. I'm not even judging you no more. Yeah. I used to talk She's to her night. So I started realizing when I didn't, it, it just be like, eh, 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 eh. I'm like, ah, damn, we yeah. lost the whole beat. I only oh, have the trial no. version. <laughs> nah, That's right. not, my work laptop is is new. Like it's like the newest MacBook, mm-hmm. but I just feel like with video, mm-hmm. it's just. It just yeah. it just takes time. Like yeah. fifteen minutes of video takes an hour to render out, and then an hour to upload to YouTube. And it's like oh, I don't have time for this. Yeah. yeah so that's why I was like, damn, how do you do that every day? Yeah, I was doing it for a, like a month and a half about, okay. um, and then I was like, there's so many other things that I really have to put my time in at this okay. point. So yeah. I kind of had to fall back, but yeah. Cool. Um. All right. Just to kind of you was naming a few earlier, but can you give us just five famous or mainstream um, creative women of color. Your top Your five. Favorite. Your, Your favorite. Your top five. Yeah. Top five favorite women of color. Creative. Creative, yeah. Like He asked that question, bro. <laughs> I did. But That's all right. Sorry. Creative women of color. Issa, duh. Lena, duh. Um, Jesus. This is like so much pressure. <laughs> You're good. If you don't have it. If mm. if not, mm-hmm. we could do we could do fame. Because you like, know what, when I go home, I'm gonna I'm gonna know them, and I'm gonna be so. <laughs> we could come back to it. What Let's about, come back. What about independent? So not like famous, not in this. So we're talking like the cleverly Chloe's of the world, the Alexa Laytons of the world. What are your top five women that maybe the world doesn't know that you feel like the world needs to know? Definitely Ashley Acuna. Um, when the world feels like they want to pay dark-skinned women for what the fuck they give, mm. she's going to get all of her things. Okay. Ashley Acuna. Ashley Acuna. I love Alexa. I was like begging her to bring back Meta Trash podcast. I listen to every episode. <laughs> she is so funny. They stopped that? Um, it was season one. Okay. She'll be coming okay. back with season two. Okay. Um, I'm just going to shout out um, Court Kim. Um she was the one who dragged Yes Jules first. Um, and okay. she's a writer for Lap Brand right now. So, Court Kim, shout out to her. Um, a beautiful IG model, but also like creative. Her name is Simi. I don't know if you guys know her. Dark skin IG model, Simi Moonlight. She's incredible. Um, I'm surrounded by so many incredible women. Um, and I'm just going to throw in two more. I'm going to also say my girls, um, Uchechi and Aisha, who have. The Inside the Pink podcast, which is an intellectually sensual podcast about everything feminine. So if you listen to their podcast, you'll be blown away by the information that they have and how sexy they make it all sound. So 
Hell okay, yeah. Cool. So I know he's not black, but you have also <laughs> mentioned that Quentin Tarantino is one of your favorite directors. Ew, I feel like such a frat boy for having that said out loud. Uh, <laughs> but he, I think he's like super cool. Um, What's your favorite movie by him? Even with all the niggas that he left Probably. <laughs> don't do that to her. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't do that I'm to sorry. Because you. I, that's why I didn't watch Reservoir Dogs because the use of nigger was not needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, a lot of people had a problem with how much he used it in Django. It's, it's, I didn't it's, care it's in Django. Kind, in Django, it's different. Yeah. But in all of his other movies, it's kind of never needed. You, know, you don't need it. And he, he absolutely he doesn't ODs. need it. And he knows that. He yeah, knows he knows. That. But he's still a great director. I'm not going to take that away right. from him. He does wild out, though. <laughs> and then he goes out of his way. We just talked about this. Mm-hmm. We did just, we just about this about like an hour. He goes out of his way to also cast himself to say it. Like, <laughs> bro, you doing too much to get in your well, own movie and say it. Yeah, he's terrible because also Uma Thurman came out with the Me Too movement and said that he like hired himself to abuse her on mm. set. Like, oh, wow. he's trash. He's absolutely trash. Yeah. Um, but what he does with action scenes and what he does with monologues, mm-hmm. dialogue to write dialogue is very tricky. Um, it needs to have a point and I think he's mastered uh, super long conversational pieces or uh, monologues that seem pointless but they have a huge point at the end like right as the dialogue is about to wrap up so I would learn I would love to learn that technique um, but I really like uh, entertaining violence like that so I like the way he does like fight scenes and shooting so so your favorite Quinn Tarantino movie probably Django yeah, Django. Okay. Yeah, cool. Are you super excited for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or you don't give a shit? I don't know what that is. That's a new movie with um, is yeah, Brad Pitt a... and uh, uh, is it um? I forgot Duke's name. I just saw the coming attractions, but it's a new Tarantino movie. No, I think it's Brad Pitt and Leonardo I feel DiCaprio. Like I've seen. Yes. I think I've seen like something about it, but I don't know enough about it to like have an opinion. You don't give a fuck about Brad Pitt or Leo. <laughs> really I give I give a huge Dwight. fuck. About, I'm asking because I do fuck with them as actors. I give a I give a huge fuck about both of those guys. Leo way more than Brad Pitt. Leo's acting uh, talent is it's unmatched. It really mm. is unmatched. Um, it really is. He he showed his ass in The Revenant, and even yes. though it was about a fucking bear and guns, like this shit was <laughs> so good. And I, it was I, literally and, only him. <laughs> yeah, in that movie. And then um, him finally getting that Oscar, like I wanted him to have that Oscar. And I mean, it's another straight cisgender heterosexual white man winning an Oscar, but, but like I'm I was it, though. I'm all like, the way behind. He put him. in the work. Like, yes. Yeah, he put in the work. Yes. Mm-hmm. What what he did in Django, his monologue with Carrie Hilson, and he him actually breaking his hand open and keeping going with the character in the scene, like. Yes! Come on! Yeah. Oh my god! It's like chilling. It's chilling. So did you not hear about this movie? Because no. it is it is Brad Pitt and Leo. Didn't and I like them. It. I like them both as actors. Mm-hmm. And Quentin Tarantino is directing it. Do I'm, you care? Sure. Mm. <laughs> she don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I don't know it to be like yeah. Because if I go back and watch it and be like, I've oh, this might be trash. Like no, one commercial for it, bro. So no, I I haven't seen anything. But there's certain directors. If I know John Singleton is coming out with another movie. I may not know anything about it. I may not have seen a preview, but it's like, I want to see it because I know, like, Spike Lee, same thing, even though I didn't That's like Black Klansman. So I like Black Klansman. But there's certain things I'm not a, where it's I'm like, not a Tarantino, like, stan. Like, I don't, like, he's like he's really good. He's mm-hmm. very good. And I, I enjoy his work, but I'm definitely not a stan. I don't do know, like, stand? the whole. Huh? Or nobody. Who do you stan? I don't really stan anybody. Okay. Yourself? I really don't. I stan myself. Okay. Are you guys I stan stands? myself. 
I'm in your money. Beyonce. I used to stand for Eminem and Hover the God. I stopped. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only I only stand Beyonce. I okay. only stand Beyonce. Everybody else is like, I enjoy your work. I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. I stand myself. I think I'm violently slept on. Mm-hmm. And then it's mm-hmm. gonna make me as frustrated as I am that I'm not like this thing yet. I'm still very undiscovered. Um, when I get on people, I'm like, she came out of nowhere. I'm going to be like, what'd you say? I'm okay. <laughs> Excuse me. I did not. I put my work in. I'm going to give you a chance right now. And I hope you don't feel like I'm putting you on the spot. This nigga. No. But no. No, <laughs> this is going to be good for her. Why are you violently slept on? Talk about it. I am violently slept on because who decided to create their own platform, cover Mercedes-Benz fashion rigs, book all the celebrity guests, put a spotlight and did interviews on underground talent and fashion and music. Who decided to get up and out of nowhere make an entire web series? The first thing I ever made is already picked up on Amazon Prime. Who's mm. like winning awards? <laughs> who, is, who is developing platforms when they're getting the top creatives in New York City on the show without question? They don't even blink. They just come up my show because they know the work ethic of me and my co-host. They know my history. They know what I'm getting ready to do. Who's on Grapevine going viral? Dragging Bill Cosby for filth. That old ass going rot in the jail cell. <laughs> who got up and made an indie black platform to support web series and short films and makes their own flagship show to support that platform. So not even bringing myself up, but bringing other black creatives up with me and creating space. And then as, as beautiful, elegant, talented, funny, intelligent, personable, humble, sweet as pie, vicious as hell. Who else <laughs> doing it like that, Latasha? Nah, let her go the fuck off. <laughs> let her go the fuck off. I wasn't even throwing the alibs in, but I'm like, nah, I'm gonna fuck up nah, the show. Nah, let her go the fuck off. Violently gonna, slept on. I'm gonna do oh, my yeah. Jim Jones. <laughs> Violently. Yes. No, shout out to you, definitely. And I think um, aspects of what you just talked about are the reasons why you don't know us. Like, we never really interacted. We sought you out because of some of those things. And I think mm-hmm. that's dope. And it's dope that you acknowledge that and you understand that and you're able to reciprocate it um, in the way that you do with your shows and with your platform and all the things that you do. So it's dope. And we appreciate you coming through. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. I appreciate y'all for inviting me down. What's next for you? Like, what, what? do you have anything new that you're working on that you can talk to us about really quickly? It's all Aurora TV, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some plans for Overchug this year. We want to... Do something fun. Do something fun. <laughs> um, so all of my focus is going to Aurora TV and making sure we have great content and and doing creating great experiences in New York City. Um, and I can't talk about anything else right now. Okay, Lydia. Nice. Yeah. Where can everybody follow you? AuroraTV.com, obviously. But where can they follow you if they're interested in you? I am on Instagram at Just Latasha. And on Twitter, I am Just Latasha 404. Lydia again. Cool. Well, that's all we got. Do you have anything else before we uh, wrap up? Aurora TV, everything. Yeah, I just want to say, um, ladies, just don't DM Yaya um, Adumatin the second. He's already mine, oh. and um, <laughs> that's already claimed and manifested. So just stay with Chavante. I'll let y'all have Chavante. Okay, that's about okay, it. Yeah. cool. All righty. Well, we appreciate everybody that's listening to this episode um, for listening, tuning in. Um, I'm J Omega. That's at J Omega S O on every social media network. You guys know you can find me everywhere. At least I hope so. It's at Sire S O. And I'm Cherry Poppins. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Yer. 
Ah, and Latasha, I appreciate you again. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> Yo, my you saw how you got into character. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so funny. Once again, we appreciate you coming through. Thank Thanks, you. everybody, for listening. And we'll be back with another episode next week. It was like week. a switch. It's like a switch. Oh. <laughs> we out. So funny. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. Whoa, whoa. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Whoa, whoa. You cannot fuck with the crew. You cannot fuck with the crew. They ain't got nothing to lose. And I got something to prove. Uh, street officials still the gang. Uh, and the slogan still the same. Uh, you don't know it, that's a shame. Uh, fuck is going through your brain. Uh, I've been on it for a minute. All they know me for is winning. I told my story from beginning. And my story hasn't ended. I've been popping for a long time. Ever since they let me online. Yo, poppy, I was born fly. Wanna stop me? It's a long line. Hard cold, but I'm on fire. Try to cross me in the song side. You gon' end up on the wrong side. You gon' end up getting hog tied. I maneuver like I'm famous. 20 shooters in the gang, bitch. They don't even speak no English. Money talking, that's the language. You don't wanna end up paid for. This is really what they made for. Pull up on you, let the K pour. Then they spin the block just to make sure. All this money to be made and hundreds to be slayed. I wonder why they hate for. They ain't winners, they beginners. Can't remember what they wanted to be great for. I ain't here to teach them, I'm just here to greet them with the hammer if they play wrong. Mama crying, it ain't safe for them. It's a homicide, better pray for them. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. Whoa, whoa. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Whoa, whoa. You cannot fuck with the crew. You cannot fuck with the crew. Whoa, whoa. They ain't got nothing to lose, and they got something to prove. Whoa, whoa. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. Whoa, whoa. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Whoa, whoa. You cannot fuck with the crew. You cannot fuck with the crew. Whoa, whoa. They ain't got nothing to lose, and they got something to prove. Yeah. Five nine, but I've been flying. I walk around like I'm six five. I seen fake thugs get scooped up, start telling like they six nine. Where I'm from, that's a big crime. It's money on your head, big time. Catch them coming out McDonald's, hit them with the Mackie, only order big fries. I done been around the block, but luckily was never caught up. No, I done really seen a lot, but nothing that I ever brought up. Me, I grew up on the cold. I stuck to it like glue. I was taught to never fold. I don't know who taught you. Take five, go and sit on the baseline. You ain't ready to play, I. It ain't playtime. I ain't come here to waste time. You should stay on the safe side. Try to take mine if you ready to face God. 40 sit on the waistline. If I spray mine, they gon' call it a hate crime. I'ma call it a great time. I've been on the movement. No scratch that. I've been on the cruise ship. Hashtag, I've been going stupid. Mix abstract bars with all the cool shit. Really, I'm an artist with the music. That's real, cause my heart is in the music. Try to stop my heart and I'ma lose it. Better back, back far, I'ma prove it. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. Whoa, whoa. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Whoa, whoa. You cannot fuck with the crew. You cannot fuck with the crew. Whoa, whoa. They ain't got nothing to lose, and they got something to prove. Oh, oh. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. I pull up, I dump, and I shoot. Whoa, whoa. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Whoa, whoa. You cannot fuck with the crew. You cannot fuck with the crew. Whoa, whoa. They ain't got nothing to lose, and they got something to prove. Oh, oh.